Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived at our webpage, there are links to our Boomer's General Store, a place where you can buy grandma and grandpa and grandkids t-shirts and mugs. There's also places you can link to our podcast and links to things like our Twitter page and our Facebook page. We've had some questions about a couple of new characters we have on the payroll here at Baby Boomer Tales, and that is about the Munchies. They made their debut back in May of 2020 on episode 70. The episode was titled Producing a Podcast, and there was a little side story in that podcast about Homer Cates sucking on some helium, and we had to use the Munchies as a voice model on that one since Homer had no idea how to talk like a chipmunk or something. The next time they came on the scene was our last Halloween podcast, and they played the trick-or-treaters on that episode. So since they've been hanging around, we thought we'd employ them and get a little more action out of them. We have two munchies. Their name is Get the Munchie and Got the Munchie. And the only way I can really describe what they look like standing here looking at them is they're kind of a cross between a minion and a smurf and a cornflake. If you can just picture that in your mind, we're happy to have them. That's a fact. So Calabunga, dude. You know, Calabunga, everyone thinks maybe it was a surfer coined that term. And in reality, it was Howdy Doody. Cowabunga! Now for a little history lesson about the yo-yo. Yesterday was a terrible day for me. I had website issues like nobody's business. And I couldn't get anybody on any tech support to help me out. It's like I knew more about it than they did. I don't know what was happening, but I became very, very frustrated. When it was all over, I just felt like I was beat up. I had a couple other issues that I had to deal with on the phone also. And the end of the day, my wife finally told me to stop complaining. Everything was down. Everything was out. It was terrible. I was down for sure. Then we ate our dinner and turned on a movie, and it was City Slickers. Remember that old Billy Crystal, Daniel Stern movie about some guys from New York City going out driving some cows up into Colorado? It was a great movie, and I laughed all the way through it, and I was kind of high as a kite during that movie, smile on my face, very, very, very satisfied with how my day had gone. Kind of like a yo-yo. I was down and then I was up. The yo-yo is a toy consisting of an axle and connected to two discs with a string wrapped around the axle. Proof of existence of the yo-yo date clear back to 500 BC. So it's been around a long time. It's not like Duncan invented it 40 years ago or something. I have a Duncan yo-yo. Speaking of Duncan... It's in my desk drawer. I haven't used it for years and years. I think I had a grandkid that was interested in yo-yo, so I showed him a couple tricks. I still knew how to do. I I did. I still knew how to do that. 
I used to walk around the house. My mom would say, Jim, you're going to break the windows. Be careful. Play with that thing outside. All that stuff. I could walk the dog. I could make it sleep. I could go around the world with it. It was a fun toy, and I was fairly good at it, but I was no Tommy Smothers. Remember Tommy Smothers of the Smothers Brothers? They had their own variety show clear back in the day. Uh, he was a yo-yo meister or something. He was very, very good. I think he won some championships. He would do it on TV and all that stuff. Old Tommy Smothers. You'd think the guy was just as inept as could be, but in reality, he was probably quite a genius in everything he did. I know he was a funny guy, and he could do that yo-yo. So, you know, sometimes you are down in life. That's what life throws at you. And sometimes you're up in life because that's what life gives you. So I'm just going to use a few examples just to give you a little ride on a yo-yo. So hang on. None of this stuff's in any kind of chronological order or anything like that. I just threw it all together. And I thought maybe I should put this in order, like some time frame or something. I thought, baloney to that. We're just talking about yo-yos. So you can go way down from being broke, not having anything, not even know how you can pay for your car or get your next meal, till you start to get up and all of a sudden you're high as a yo-yo can go because your first child is born. And then you're down because you've been fired for the first time. And then you're up watching your grandchildren opening their Christmas presents to you're all down because your dog has died and you have to bury her. And then you're up because you just paid your mortgage off. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. And then you're down because you stepped on a nail and you had to get a tetanus shot and go to the ER and get it all cleaned out. And it was rusty and it was big and you weren't watching where you were going. And then you're up again. Because you're looking at the Grand Canyon in person for the very first time. And then you're down because you're having to say goodbye. And then you're up because you're getting a hug. Usually you end your yo-yo experience on the upside. You want it to come back up so it's all wrapped up. You don't want to stop while it's down. So you need to have to wrap that string around by hand. So this is a perfect analogy for how things can go sometimes. You always want to end your day or end your week and definitely end your life on the up. Don't worry. When you pass on, everyone will be down. And then at your funeral or your memorial service or in a memory in someone's heart, you'll be back up there and so will they. Now for another episode of Forky and Earl. Earl was walking around downtown looking at himself in the store windows as he would walk by looking at his reflection trying to stand up tall and trying to smile trying to be cool and trying to hope he wasn't too ugly hoping someone tell him that he was handsome. After all, he was trying to grow a mustache. That's kind of hard when you're 14 or 15, but Earl was trying it anyway. 
Well, all of a sudden, he almost ran into somebody. What, what, what? And it was Forky. Hey, Forky, what's going on? Hey, Earl, I didn't even see you. Where did you come from? Well, Forky, I've been walking down this street, looking in these windows, yuck, yuck, and I've been walking for three blocks. So have I, Earl, and I didn't see you. What's that in your mouth, Forky? Oh, Earl, this is a cinnamon toothpick. You ever have a cinnamon toothpick, Earl? Yeah, I had one before. I like those. Me too, Earl. You want one? Yeah, Forky, I want a cinnamon toothpick. Well, let me get it out here. And Forky pulled it out of his pocket, and there was a bunch of cinnamon toothpicks in a little vial. He opened the lid to the vial and stuck it out and said, Just take one, Earl. They've been soaking a while. They're pretty hot. Earl goes, where did you get all these, Forky? I just found them in cellophane before. Oh, no, Earl. We can go to the drugstore, and Bob or Louie will sell you a bottle of that cinnamon oil. We'll go over to my house, and we'll put some toothpicks in it, and about tomorrow they'll be ripe. Whoa, these are hot, Forky. I told you, Earl. Oh, they're really hot, Forky. My tongue is burning. That's okay, Earl. My lips are burning. They're supposed to burn, Earl. Wow, Forky. I'm impressed. You got some water? How about a Coca-Cola? Let's go to the drugstore and get a cherry Coke, and we'll ask Bob about selling me a bottle of cinnamon oil. Do I have to have a doctor's excuse, Forky? No, but Bob or Dwight or Louie have to sell it to you. They're not going to sell it there at the soda fountain. So on Forky and Earl went to the drugstore and they had a cherry coke and they talked to a couple of the girls working behind the counter and everybody was laughing and Forky was chewing on a cinnamon toothpick and Earl was holding his going boy that's hot Forky and Forky had just smiled at him and saying they're supposed to be hot Earl well then they went back and Dwight wasn't there and Louie wasn't there but Bob was filling a prescription up there in the pharmacy. And Forky goes, Excuse me, Bob. Excuse, excuse me. Bob. 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 Bob looked down at Forky and Earl and goes, Hi, guys. What do you need? And Earl says, I want what Forky has. Bob looked at Forky. Bob looked at Earl. And Bob says, I have no idea what Forky has there, Earl. Forky reached in his pocket and pulled out that little vial. He says, Earl wants some of this cinnamon oil, and I told him that you're the guy that we have to buy it from. Bob goes, you're right. Let me finish up this prescription, and I'll help you right out. So in a couple minutes, Bob came down to the cash register and said, you guys are not supposed to get this in your eyes, or you're not supposed to pass it on to little kids. And you're not supposed to advertise that you have the hottest thing in the world, okay? Both Forky and Earl said okay at the same time. They looked at each other, looked back at Bob. Bob looked at them and said, That'll be two ninety-five plus tax, boys. Earl said, I don't have enough money, Forky. Forky said, I'll loan you some, Earl. I've got some money. I've been checking out phone booths. Earl dug in his pocket and he says, I have $2.50. Do you have enough? How much is it, Bob? said Forky. And Bob figured out the tax and he told Forky. Forky gave Earl the rest of the money and Earl put it on the counter. 
and Bob put the cinnamon oil in a little bag and gave Earl the change, and Earl gave Forky the change, and Bob said, thank you guys, see you next time. And Forky and Earl thanked him, and they waved to the girls behind the soda fountain counter as they walked out the door, and Forky said, let's go to my house and get some toothpicks, Earl. I've shared this with you before, but Porky and Earl is the continuing story of my friend Wayne's and my adventures together. We were best buddies growing up, and we did a lot of things, and none of them were too exciting, and some of them were way too exciting. Last night I dreamed about Wayne. I haven't done that in 40 years. It was amazing to me that I recognized him as he walked up to me, and we hugged. Like I said, I hadn't seen him or anything for a thousand years. Actually, it's more like 40. It did my heart good to see him, and it made me smile, knowing that my yo-yo trip was on the uptick, knowing that he's still there in my heart, tucked safely away. Through life, we will always experience ups and downs. It's just the way life is. I encourage you to not become too discouraged during a season of down. If it's a day, or if it's a week, or if it seems like years, most definitely things are going to come up, and you'll be high again. And then don't get too cocky about it. And don't let your guard down thinking it's always going to be high. But the most important thing is to keep your attitude right up there. Your attitude does not have to swing with your experience at all. Know who you are in life and know that you are worth more than you can even imagine. Know that you are loved even though you feel unlovely and you don't think anyone in the world thinks that way anyway. It doesn't really matter what you think. It matters that you're smiling inside. Always be kind. It's the high road and not the low road. That's a fact. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.